Back at it again. Is it okay? Okay, it's showing up. The podcast oh, is showing up. We've Drones got, after dark. Here we go. Drones after dark. We're about to go live. What what season uh, are we in? Our timeline. Season one. Title. Season Drones one. After dark. Season okay. one. I wonder what friends we have that would actually answer the phone now. That would actually come join us and hang out. Oh, yeah, we should probably look at, like, a chat or something. I think I can probably check the chat on another monitor. Oh, Maybe. look at that. We're live. There it goes. We're live. I liked Let's it. on the first person. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. The pilot episode. You should actually specify the pilot episode of what? Drones After Dark, obviously. Drones after dark. Gonna have Drones to get a fancy dark. logo made for that. We actually do have a logo for it. Okay, that's the comments, polls, the pilot episode. Now let's let's call it Drones After Dark Revamped. Drones After Dark Revamped. 2.0. Upgraded. Better than ever. Okay, I think we can probably even share this. Mm. Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. So what do you want to talk about? Yeah, just, what, do, what do we got on the agenda? It's just going to be like uh, the initial pilot episode where we talk about what made us start Drones After Dark. Give us our background as well. So what made us start Drones After Dark? What made you start Drones After Dark? Let me share this. Okay, I can, yeah, I can share this to the group. Cool. So what group? We're live. Uh, the commercial UAS group. Awesome. So let's get back to the what made you start Drones After Dark. Obviously, you are the one and only Bobby Oyang. Like, super infamous, boy genius, Bobby Oyang. Yeah, all right. No, I'm right, not. So, so in all seriousness, I'm not why did smart, you start Drones After Dark? What is the point of this, this podcast? Okay, so it's shared. Now I can focus on the pod. So basically, this started in 2020, I believe. Early 2020s, we were at a conference called PVCC. Uh, it's in Crozet, Virginia, at the King's Family Vineyard, where a capped 300 person conference, mostly public safety, uh, go and they do all sorts of drone stuff there. So super small conference capped at a limit so that doesn't get too big. And 2017, that was actually my very first public safety drone conference. PVCC. Yeah. Darren Goodbar. Shout out to Darren. Shout out to Darren. Tag him. Give him a like. Right. Yeah. So that was my first conference in the drone space altogether. Um, Never been to conference before, never met all these fantastic people that I've met uh, over the years. And after the first night, after the second night, we were sitting around boozing. That's where I met John McBride and a bunch of other people for the first time. That's um, also where I met John McBride in 2017. PVCC. Wow. Shout out to Darren Goodbar. PVCC. Shout out to Darren Goodbar. <laughs> <Drink>. <laughs> we're going to have to have rules for that. <laughs> That's a rule. Every single time we give Darren a shout out, we got to drink. 
So at yeah, the 2020. Twenty twenty, or twenty, whenever your first PVCC conference was. Yeah. Um, so we were there just boozing, having a good time, and it just became super casual, where everyone was able to drink, speak their mind, curse, and just get to know each other outside of a business environment. And I loved it, just getting to know everybody. And you know, over the years, I've met a lot of people, and a lot of these relationships that we've built were just from a night of axe throwing and booze and, you know, some green tea shots and having a good time together, not really talking about necessarily work, work or like trying to close a deal per se, but more just getting to know people and just learning about other people's experience in the drone industry and everything. So we spun up drones after dark last year, about a year ago. And, um, we did, I think five episodes with Paul Rossi. And then I got super busy, had to fundraise, and I put the podcast on pause for like a year. But it did pretty well. I mean, the first episode got over a thousand views, and we we just put it on our newsletter. That was about it. So a bunch of people through so, our newsletter watched it. So let's talk then... about Darren Goodbar for a second. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Darren Goodbar. Just kidding. Go ahead. So then, I had a few guests on and you know because i had to fundraise i just didn't have any time to do podcasts um for fun so now i've got some extra time uh this is something that i'm passionate about it's not something that we're ever going to run ads on we're not going to get paid for doing this we're just doing this because we're passionate about talking about drones and trying to you know relive that experience of the conferences that we've gone to over the past in a virtual podcast environment. And of course there's two rules to drones after dark. Do you want to talk about the rules, Jeffrey? I, I don't know them. You made them. Oh man. I'm just here for the party. Oh man. Well, they're classic. It's uh rule. Number one is you have to curse. Yep. This is not a professional podcast by any means. So you have to curse. It has to be unprofessional. And rule number two is you got to get drunk Dag, with us. Nabbit. And you have to what? What was number two? You got to get drunk with us. Oh, well, I got the Basil Hayden. So there's nice, that. Nice, nice. But um, so let's talk about conferences for a second. So we talked about, obviously, this is not, we know the infamous Skybrows, Bobby O'Yang, but this is not a Skybrows thing. This is not no. at all that. Um, this is something you enjoy doing. I enjoy doing. Um, something that we're both really passionate about, talking about drones, talking about stuff that's going on in not only my side of stuff, like the public safety UAS space, um, but as a whole, what's going on in the drone industry. Um, so between this and conferences, if you have not, I know you have, but for anybody else that's actually listening or going to listen, if you haven't been to a drone conference, you will le learn more after the conference sitting down with people that you've never met before, then you will ever learn sitting in a classroom or any of that kind of stuff. So let's talk about PVCC for a second. Very first drone conference that I went to, middle of nowhere, Virginia, um, met some amazing people, met John McBride, met Romeo Dersher, met you know a whole bunch of big names in the drone industry. Um, so the conference was great, learned a lot on you know sitting through classes and talking to people and vendors and so on and so forth. Um, but the second night we were there, John McBride, I'm a fanboy. Ah, John McBride. 
Um, no, but in all seriousness, John said, hey, man, come up. We're going to be hanging out. Come up, have a beer, and hang out. Um, so I went up, and it was York County Fire and Life Safety. They were hanging out, talking about drones, talking about, dude, when I walked in that room, they had an M600 sitting on the table. And at the time, 2017, an M600 was a big freaking deal. Um, but they had an M600 on the table, just tore apart in pieces, sitting there just talking about, we talked about everything from flight controllers to to that, you know, to the massive M600 that's sitting in the middle of the room, um, in the hotel room, all the way down to thermal. We I think we had like a two and a half hour discussion about thermal. I learned more about thermal in that, in a couple beers in the hotel room, hanging out with a bunch of guys, than I have learned in my entire career of thermal. And mind you, my background is fire service. We use thermal for everything. Every house we went into, we brought a thermal camera. I learned more in those couple of hours sitting in a hotel room with the guys from the conference than I have, you know, in the 15 years I've been using thermal. So, yeah, if you haven't been to a conference, got to go. Absolutely. It's it's what happens after the conference, not during the exhibition hall, not during the networking sessions where they, you know, give you a few beers and definitely not during the classes. Um, the classes are beneficial, but if you really want to do a deep dive into a topic, you really have to just do drones after dark. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you need to talk to those people that are doing it. Um, it's one thing to sit in a room and listen to a presentation that's been put together, but it's another thing to get behind closed doors, pound a bunch of drinks and actually talk for real about what is actually going on in the drone space. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot that people don't know that's going on. Um, hopefully we can talk about some of that too without getting in too much trouble. No, it should be all right. But basically we do this, you know, outside of conferences as well, just hanging out. Shout out to Adrian Doko. You know, I'll, yes. just, I'll just hang out with him because he lives very close to me. And we'll hang out. I think we should drink every time we say either Adrian's name or ABUSI as well. Okay. Just saying. All right, so shout out to Adrian Doko. But he, he's one that's making an impact in the drone industry. Like, for one, he's probably the most positive person I've ever met. And for two, he knows absolutely everyone. He's friendly with even people that I can't stand. And a lot of people can't stand me too, but that's aside from the point. He knows and gets along with everyone. It's actually kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh. And he's Shout out well to dressed. Pilot Institute. We need something to flash across the screen that says Pilot Institute <laughs> across the screen every time we say it, just like Dobo. Um, oh, but man. someone in chat said, this doesn't spell trouble at all. No, not at all. Not in the slightest. We're absolutely not going to get into any controversial drone stuff. And there's not controversial drone stuff out there. Sky deal. None. None whatsoever. So. Everyone gets along with everyone. That's yeah. all it is. Oh, one big happy family. Mm-hmm. I see Aaron too. So talking about Aaron, um, I know you mentioned, I don't want to hurt anybody that has conferences out there, but the fact of the matter is that conference, the Lita conference in Bend, that's a good freaking conference. Um, you know, Aaron and Jen Pack and all those guys hanging out with them. Good people. Um, had a blast this year at the, at the Gen Pack not the GenPack, the Lita conference um, that GenPack was one of the sponsors at, but super good people. Yeah, great bunch of folks. Uh, who else from Lita? 
to give shout outs to? Oh, John Beal, president of Lita. For those that don't know Lita, Lita is the Law Enforcement Drone Association, and they do a lot of good, not just, I mean, not just law enforcement, um, but one, educating law enforcement about other people using drones, for one. Um, but for two, hands-on training and that kind of stuff for police officers and and all the other, you know, public safety agencies that are actually using drones. Um, Lita does a lot of really good stuff, hands-on stuff, helping teach and train and educate. But yeah, John yeah. Beal's a big one. Doug, I mean, there's a whole slew of them. Really good people. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic folks. What you drinking? For the basil. A little bit of Basil Hayden, tenure. What is I'm Basil Hayden? Guy. I've never yeah. heard of that. Really? Oh, Bobby. Is that what Laura said? Don't get bourbon, get something else? No, she she wanted bourbon. She just didn't want Woodford. Oh. So oh, Woodford okay. is my go-to. I love my Woodford. Like, I like the double oak, I like, but just the standard Woodford is, is good enough. That's That's my daily driver. But she wanted something different. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Does it taste like basil? No. No. It's just in the name. No. So, what, like I said, don't want to hurt feelings, but what was your favorite all-time conference? Best conference, most... I guess there's different levels of conferences. Um, what conference did you have the most fun at? I'll answer that, and then... I'll ask you a question. You can think about it right now. Prepare your answer. Which conference did you have the least fun at? So it's more, I'll do it's the... more fun when I don't prepare, but I can give you that answer right. right off the bat. All right, cool. Well, so the most fun conference was ComUAV, and that was last year, not this year's ComUAV. Last year's ComUAV because everybody was so sick and tired of the pandemic. Nobody was going to conferences. Nobody met up. And it was like, a, it was just good seeing everybody all over. Refreshing, here. yeah. Yeah, loved it, loved it. Even though I was in that shitty fucking hotel, the uh, Mirage, for God knows how long, like three three days straight, I was just in that hotel. We did some top golf. That was pretty fun. Shout out to Ken Dono, Original Dobo. Shout out to Pilot Institute, the auto-robotic guys. Oh, Dobo. Hosting that. But, man, that was, like, the, the conference itself was a lot of fun, but... I was indoors in a smoky hotel that's getting demolished in like two months. It was pretty gnarly. Shameless plug, look at the coaster I made. Isn't that cool? Dang. It's my, my coaster for my mental Dang. Looks good. Yeah. I, so, so, least favorite conference for you first. So, touching on that ComUAV, even this year was a blast. I mean, it's a good show. ComUAV is a very good show to go to. Um, but yeah, I could absolutely see everyone after being locked up for God knows how long for COVID stuff. Um, yeah, I can imagine it being that much better because COVID sucked and then you get to go out and, ah! um, but yeah, so worst, easy, FBI, NAA, hands down. Oh, man. That was the worst conference I've ever been to. I hate to say that, um, but it wasn't, listen. Where's that picture? We Which gotta, one? We gotta we gotta find that picture of the booth across from us. Oh, I've got video of you being tased. Can we play that? <laughs> oh, there How many is. people I got here the video do you well. think would like to see Bobby O'Yang being tased? Because that happened oh at FBI NAA. 
that actually <laughs> moved that almost moved that conference out of the worst conference I've ever been to. Um, but no, in all seriousness, FBI NAA. If I was part of the FA, if I was part of the FBI or part of that, so FBI NAA is a big organization that is it's it's almost like the the ultimate frat of FBI agents. Um, but FBI NAA was exactly that. It was all of the people from that ultimate frat that were retired FBI or, you know, it's all people hanging out that, that, you know, their brothers in the past. Like it was definitely not something they were like, Oh yeah, you guys come out, have a beat. No, it wasn't like that at all. Um, so it's not that it was a bad conference. It just wasn't, it wasn't our scene at all. Not by any, any way, shape or form. We had some fun though. After the conference, yeah, after every single conference, it was freaking amazing. We also went to a pretty cool <laughs> steakhouse and some other stuff. But oh yeah, oh marble room, mm, yum. Oh, that was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to Darren Goodbar, Darren, Darren Goodbar. I'm gonna get a phone call in the morning. What the fuck were you talking? To? I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm, I know I am. Oh man, man, oh man. So, okay, so at the NAA, I found the picture. Oh, here we go. Let's uh, let's show the picture, and then we'll we'll transition into Darren Goodbar. So, we're we've got a booth, a ten by ten booth, not really big, and right across from us is this right here. In terms of laser scanning, just straight oh, up yeah. penis, balls, vagina, Dude, everything. The, just look now the right commercial users it. group is going to delete this, but okay. Oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, no, he's he's legitimately though. Every time we looked across the aisle from our booth, we saw big old cock. That was it. We saw a full three D naked scan of a guy just hang down, strapped to the left side of his leg. He had done something with something, crammed some stuff somewhere. And it showed on 3D, like, the technology was cool, but we actually had to look at basically a naked guy the entire time we were there. FBI, oh, worse show. Worse. Even worse. They had a, a slideshow on a TV of rotating naked people, rotating naked extra people just going through it. And, it would, like, catch, catch your eye, you know? You'd be like, oh, look, an animation. And then just another naked person. It was, they did. man. You know what? So a lot of good did come from that. So let's talk about the good that happened at FBI NA. So one, Tyler. I love that kid. Paladin Jones, the hat. Absolutely love the guys at Paladin. Um, so little backstory, walking around FBI NAA, you know, very, very little drone stuff. We had the dragonfish there, so people were like, oh, cool, big drone. They weren't looking to buy anything. They just were, you know, it was cool, big drone. Um, but anyways, so I was walking around. Saw the Paladin booth. I know Divi. I know a bunch of the guys there. And, you know, saw Tyler. Never really sat down and talked to Tyler. So I walked over and started shooting the shit. And Tyler's like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? I was like, oh, we're probably going out. Why? What's up? He's like, well, I'm kind of here alone. For one, I got my phone out and called Divi. Like, Divi, what are you doing sending this poor kid to the middle of nowhere to this conference? I'll buy his lonesome. But anyways, long story short. Skybrows took Paladin under their wing at FBI NAA. And I'm telling you, I made a friend for life. Tyler is probably one of the smartest kids that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, passionate and changing the world as far as drone stuff goes. Like DFR, mind-blowing. We have a hard time, especially everybody in the commercial user group knows, I'm sure. Um, everybody in any Facebook group that I'm in knows. 
beyond visual line of sight to do it legally, that's the holy grail. We do it a lot with like StormPoint and the, the nonprofit, the emergency response side. We can call SOSD and the emergency response side and get waivers to do that stuff. Like 30 minutes, I got a TFR up and I can fly drones speed VLOS. But these guys are doing it. Hell, Elizabeth, they're like controlled airspace beyond visual line of sight. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. They file the waivers. They get the waivers. And law enforcement can literally push a button, launch a drone. The drone goes where it's supposed to go. Game-changing. Absolutely game-changing. But back to FBI and AA, that's where I got to hang out with Tyler. He ruined me with some green tea shots. Life has changed forever. Um, green tea has literally influenced every conference that I've been at since then. And, but I'm telling you, Divi, you did right hiring Tyler. He is probably one of my favorite people that I've ever met in the drone space. Good people yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, green tea shots. How do we be- make green tea shots thing? Because I remember just ordering a bunch of green tea shots and people were just curious about it. And then every single party we've hosted, we just have a bunch of them laying around. Look at this. John Beal did comment. So he, he wanted to know what the best conference that I've ever been to was because you said your best conference. But, John, what you missed, apparently joining in late, was that I already talked about Bend in Oregon. And we actually mentioned John Beal doing amazing things. The president of Lita, Lita's doing amazing things. We already talked about you, John. Love you. Shout out to John Beal. Back to the green tea. So shout out to John. That's over and done with. Green tea. How did that come about? I think we was at a conference like a month or two ago when I was just like, oh, yeah. I remember having these in college at the bars and stuff or at like, you know, some parties. Tyler, and then you ruined like, me. Just have some. Look, I'm a bourbon drinker. I don't – I'll drink a beer once in a great while. I'll drink wine when my wife wants wine. She's like, oh, you get about – yeah, I'll have a glass of wine. But I'm a bourbon drinker. So the fact of the matter is typically people are not willing to do shots with you at the bar. Right. It's just one of those things. It's like, no, we're here as a professional company. We can't be doing shots at the bar. Well, I walk up to the bar. I'm like, Tyler, you're what, 24, 25? You want to do a shot? He's like, yeah, let's do some green tea. 22. 22. Honestly, he acts like he's like 35. With an exception of the green tea. He ruined me forever. But, yeah, so... That started the whole, I mean, what did we have it at the DJI Airworks? Our first round was, what, 40 shots of green tea? 40 shots. That was uh, courtesy of Tyler. Yeah, Tyler and Divi. He ordered that. Yeah. yeah, Tyler ordered it. Pretty sure Divi paid for it. <laughs> but no, to in all seriousness, 40 green tea shots. That's how we started. the. Uh, it, was, it was a Skybrows Paladin. It was when we announced our partnership. Um, I don't want to make this a Skybrows thing, but that partnership is mind-blowing. Like, drone takes off, goes somewhere, flies by itself, makes a 3D model in minutes. This tech is absolutely freaking insane. You haven't cursed yet, Jeffrey. I have. I actually dropped one F-bomb. I'm trying to be careful. You need to pay attention, homie. So anyways, yeah, so... Paladin, not only the Paladin Skybrows thing, but the Tyler Jeff Clemente thing was a match made in heaven. That kid, I'm telling you, I'm a fan, fan for life. Yeah, Tyler's awesome. He's uh, he's actually in the chat right now. 
Oh, is he? He's uh, unfortunately boarding a plane. Otherwise, we get him onto this so podcast good. right now. He, his only comment: so good. It was so good, though. <laughs> it was a great time. But, yeah, yep. Eric's was fun. That's good. Airworks, everybody. Airworks was a lot of fun. You know, I really was not looking. I was looking forward to Airworks. I was not looking forward to going to Vegas again. Yep, I agree with you. Back to back, two weeks apart. Big conference, another big conference. Vegas, Vegas. So much. I don't Vegas, hate the like you do, but those two big drone conferences back to back. Um, not that I was stressing going to Airworks, but it was one of those Vegas again. It was a good show, yeah. though. I mean, hell, it's DJI. You know, they make up at least 80% of the market still, despite what other drone companies are trying to do to force them out of the market, like politically or whatever else. They still make up that chunk of the market. Um, and they do put on a really good conference. It's Some of the tech that was there was pretty crazy. If you haven't seen, they make a speaker for the bottom of the M300. So anyone that knows the size of an M300, I've got a 200 back there, but the 300, they make a speaker that's this big that literally fits from leg to leg. Um, they had that there. CZI makes it. But this speaker, so Aaron he, in chat, Genpak, um, they had this speaker and they demoed it at Lita. And I was like, and I think for public address, those little teeny tiny speakers are probably just fine. And they are 100%. I'm like, so what is the market for this big mammoth-like blow-your-mind speaker? Um, and they were like, honestly, we don't even know. But to make a long story short, we got talking about things that it could be used for. Here's what I'm thinking. So you get three M300s in the middle of the desert for Burning Man. You can literally start a rave anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Portable rave? Oh, it's, man. So Aaron had this thing. Ooh. It was literally three quarters of a mile away from us. Now it's a 300, so it's big. We were still line of sight um, for those Karens out there. But anyways, we're talking three quarters of a mile away, and you could still hear Danger Zone playing. Because what else are you going to play, right? Playing Danger Zone from the speaker. Da, da, da. Three miles? So, no, not three miles. Three quarters of a mile. Oh, okay. So, But still, three quarters of a mile away. And we could still hear Danger Zone playing like it was, like, right next to us. Insane. So picture four of them. You could literally throw a rave anywhere. Put it anywhere in one of those DJI docks as well. I expect, someone to, monetize, I expect someone to monetize that. Throwing parties just randomly. Like, the whole dance skit thing was a big deal, like YouTube out of nowhere. I expect people to be launching M300s with those giant freaking speakers in the middle of nowhere and just people start raving. Raves as a service. Just instant raves. Charge a subscription fee. You can Remember use it me. X amount of times. Remember me. Freemium, bottoms up SaaS model. You can Your first rave is free every single <laughs> month. And then afterwards, <laughs> if you want to do five raves a month, uh, you got to pay uh, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks a party attendee. Tyler wants to know how to send a picture in Facebook chat. Tyler, listen, you're brilliant, brother. If you don't know how to send a picture in Facebook, I'm starting to doubt some of the things I said about you. (laughs) Just kidding. I still love you. I'm telling you, match made in hand. Still love that kid. But, oh, put it on a tether and you've got a forever MP. Oh, it's called the MP140. If you haven't seen it, Google it. There's got to be something out there. 
an MP140 speaker. So now, four tethers, you know, you get your little generator and blah, 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 but raves in the middle of nowhere. And we're talking stupid sound systems on the bottom of a drone. Fantastic. Fantastic. If anyone monetizes off that and makes billions of dollars, please just remember you heard it here first. What about lasers on drones? So, funny you should mention that. So, DJI, their Z15 Spotlight, the original Spotlight that they had made actually had a green laser in the middle of it. And they took it out. Was it a powerful laser? As in, like, you could see the laser beam itself? God, yes. Yep. So, Garrett Burrell, if you haven't looked him up, he's big in public safety, big in drones. I don't want to make his head any bigger than it is because he's already uber famous in the public safety side. Um, but he had a video at a structure fire. They had an M210 up in the air, this DJI spotlight that apparently DJI didn't decide to make with the laser. Um, but they were using it and pointing out hot spots with the laser at the fire. Like, oh, you should probably put water here or you should probably put water in there. Like, literally, a laser, a big old green laser beam. It looked like, you know, something from some sci-fi movie. Um, but they did. They had a laser on a gimbal in the middle of a spotlight that they could point at stuff. And, well, the official product that they released, they removed the laser from it. Dang. That sucks. Do you know Depressing. why? I don't. Um, if I had to guess, it's probably something to do with Miller militarization that's probably not even a word but you know you know what i'm talking about they don't want that negative like oh people have lasers on drones it could have been that it could have been an faa thing you know it could have been you know let's ask greg i wish greg was here to answer greg revenue knows all the answers like i call him whenever i need to know anything drone related pilot institute we need to flash that across the screen um but no i, I call him all the time shout out to him. i'm willing to bet greg would know if you're allowed to put a laser on a drone, like, is there a legal thing there? Are you allowed to? Not sure, but oh, who knows? Holy we cow. might have a I've surprise guest. I have stumped yeah. him. He said, I actually don't know that one. He's known. Listen, no I have called him with some of the stupidest off the wall FAA questions. And he's like, no oh, yeah, way. you didn't know that? Stumped him. Damn. I'm pretty proud right now. I'm putting it on the calendar. So, surprise guest, who who wants to join us? I don't know. It's our pilot up. Ep- it's our pilot episode. Pilot episode? It couldn't be pilot institute, could it? Who knows? It might be. He said there's no regulation against it, but I don't know why DJI stopped it. I don't know either. It's sad and unfortunate because we need lasers on drones. Don't More know lasers for on drones. More lasers on, but the laser light show that, what, what was it called? What speaker is that? I don't know. It's somewhere in the comments, but lasers on drones, big speakers on drones, raves in the middle of nowhere. You heard it here first. Could be huge. Could be massive. Hey, can we start up Skyrave? S-K-Y-E-R-A-V-E. I think Sky you Ray. might be onto something. Sky Ray. Oh, man. Dude in the desert? There's no oh. FA in the desert, right? No, I mean, Skyrave could doesn't have to hold the party or host the party. They could bring the party. Like, let's go to Burning Man and hold a Skyrave. Yeah. 
this is this just brings drone light shows to the next level. So not only can we have the light show, but we also have lasers and loudspeakers blasting EDM. Let's talk about drone light shows. I know you saw it, and I know I saw it. I can't find it anywhere. And if somebody that watches this knows where you can find it, so the church, multi-century old church, like rooms, it was, there's probably 40% of the church left, maybe even less, just a couple walls standing. Someone did a drone light show, and they reconstructed the rest of the church with drones, like rubble. Drone, 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 made all the steeples, made all the... That's crazy. Do you know Do you, Do you? you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember waking up, just still in bed, scrolling LinkedIn, and like, oh, that's neat. Flipping and then through LinkedIn. never saw it again. It was huh. gone. Same. Disappeared. 15 minutes of fame. But it was an amazing 15 minutes, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really cool stuff. Yep. Drone I wonder how they even did that. It must have been artistic liberties. Oh, God, I mean, yeah, I don't these even things. Know. I mean, they've been they've been derelict for so long. How would how would people even know what they look like mm. recently? It was so good. I forgot the mentions or anything. So good. I'm one of those guys that it's like, oh wait, we could use that for a drone. People are like, why would you use a drone for that? But it's like four feet off the ground. You can reconstruct a building with a drone. Like throw a thousand drones out there, it'll look the same. Drums. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really, really cool technology. And who knows if we could? Well, well, if we make enough three D models, and in the future, the stuff in the three D models get destroyed, then we can uh, we could do our own drone light show. I did mention that though. So, can you imagine being there and they put the drone light show up? Like, cool, they remade this church, and then sky browsing that. I mean, right, we did Skybrow's a really cool church. Let's not be, like, let's not hog it all. We could Pix4D it for all those Pix4Ders. We could drone deploy it for all the drone deployers out there. But Skybrow's would do it faster. But anyways, can you imagine Skybrow'sing that? Like, seriously. You would have a full 3D reconstruction, like, with little light drones all over it. You'd have, you'd have the church, like, how it was in its original state. But Plus all the drones. drones. Yeah. Man. That'd, That'd be, be wild. Cool. And then if you took the measurement tool and took the measurements, like between the drones to get the outline of the church, then you have lines in between all the drones. You've got the entire outline as well. Man, yep. that'd be cool. That'd be really that would be cool. cool. I'm such a nerd. Yeah, drone light shows. Have you ever seen one in person? I've never seen one in person. You know what? I haven't either. Um, I've seen a lot of them on TV. I've seen a lot of them on the internet. I've never seen them in person. I yeah, get the crazy. feeling I wouldn't be able to control myself. I would see it. I'd probably faint or fall over or, you know, I see, I'm still, I've been flying RC stuff for a long time, right? I've got 15 years flying collective pitch helicopters, airplanes, all the random stuff. Flying stuff still fascinates me. So, even when we get two or three drones, if we have a missing person, it's like, oh, launch three, launch four, launch five drones. No big deal. But seeing five drones go up to me is like, who else is doing this? We, we've got five drones searching this area looking for somebody. And, you know, no airspace issues. Deconfliction is all taken care of through communication. But we're talking thousands. Like, they'll launch 400 drones and be like, oh, yeah, no, they're fine. One person. 
Yeah, no, they're fine. They won't age. It's crazy. Yeah, I wish... And I hope in the future they could add more AI to it because right now it's just all pre-programmed. All the drones know exactly where, go where they're going to go at exactly which time. But what if certain drones, say, drifted or something like that, and the other drones adapted based off of it? Or you could switch it up to whatever you wanted to. So if the crowd was cheering, you could turn it into, like, a thumbs up or, like, a smiley face, you know, something like that. Just, just it'd be super, you know, live so, and, you know, in the I'm moment. Can they not do that? Is it not someone sitting behind a computer actually controlling it, saying, hey, go to this next? I thought it was just one button press to launch them all, and they fly in their waypoint missions, and that's that's that. They've got waypoint missions, and they've got color, and they've got, Man. like, blinking frequency, and that's about it. So that's fully pre-programmed. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's how I would design it. If, if you do yeah. drone light shows, I'm curious. I want to know. Let me know how that works. Is it a whole, you know, hour long? Almost like the the house painting, the projectors, like Hogwarts. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. The Hogwarts show at night where they actually laser project the stuff on the, like, that's all pre-programmed. But are the drone light shows the same way? I don't know. Or can if they there's... actually say, hey, drone number 2,784, you're a foot off, move to the right. Not sure. If there's any drone light show experts in the chat, let us know. Definitely something I would like to know more about. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So, that video of me getting tased, I think you already showed that video already. I showed it, yeah. So, you already showed it. I would love to know the spikes in Dovo's podcast when, <laughs> when that actually played. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm telling you, people were cheering in the back, going, yeah, tase him again. I guarantee that was the highlight of that whole. I bet you that's the highlight of the last 10 shows he's done, was Bobby Ollion getting tased. You getting tased? I wonder what part of Do that you have it? is. I, I sent it to you. From his podcast or the video no, itself? I, oh, I, I sent I have you the video. the video itself. Yeah, I got the um, video. I think you should play it. Everybody wants to see you tased. Everyone Speaking wants to see of me tasing, tased? Dang. So let's talk some controversy. So, speaking Ooh. of the tasing, um, Axon. The whole taser on a drone. I mean, how do people actually feel about... Uh-oh. My better half just walked in. She stole the basil. Anyway, so tasers on a drone. Like, good bad i could see it go either way this whole there's a lot of stuff that drones are you muted uh-oh technical difficulties oh you're back Your recording stopped. So. Nice. We've got two Jeffs now. Oh, but did the stream stop? Uh, stream should be good. Okay. Um, so, but I just see two Jeffs now. 
if we get to watch you get tased, it was worth kicking me out of the stream. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Am I right? You couldn't get it to play? that video is. Oh, here oh. it is. It's... I, I watch it daily. I watch it about every 15 oh, minutes really? of my life, so there's that. I can, I can find it if you can. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll show the... <laughs> I'll show the video of me getting tased. Uh, I'll show two videos because I got I'm smart enough to do it twice. <laughs> you, oh my god! In all seriousness, Bobby may have been slightly under the weather, and they tased him, and he's like, "I feel brilliant. Like I feel great. That was amazing. Like that woke me. I'm good. Can you do it to the other arm?" And we all looked at him like, "What the fuck? What the actual?" Are you serious? And sure enough, guy walks up and tases his other arm. Hey, I mean, did you get tased was, that day? Did I? Yeah, no one videoed it. That day. That day. The same day that I got tased. Yeah. Oh, it was right before you. Yeah. It woke. It woke you up, right? Like. Oh, for sure. You and I up? ran to go get you because I wanted to see you go through that pain and suffering. Oh, man. But we slept like four hours that night, and we were up late boozing and smoking cigars. We were up late, man. Typical conference. Yep. Yep. So here's a freeze frame of it right here of me getting absolutely thrashed. Now, now I have the to glove. find it because I'm getting a All little... right, I'll, sh I'll show the video. I'll show both videos as well. So here's the first video right here. Oh, you're uh, playing it on your phone. Here we go. Oh, what? You doing a screen share? Yeah. Absolutely. Hold on, I'll get it, Bobby. It's okay. All right, hit it up. There's Let's really see. no video Let's of see. you at all? No. Cause, so I went over. No one else was really over there. Um, I kind of went all by my lonesome. And these guys, okay, so then I was like, the oh, little Bobby, backstory behind these guys is the backstory. We, we were out boozing with Tyler and... We ended up bar hopping until we found the only bar that was open at 2-ish a.m. at night. It was like a, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we were just happy that something was still open. So we're there. We bust out the cigars, as usual, from the Skybrass Humidor. And we start smoking some stogies. We're outside, and we have some drinks. And some people approach us. They're dressed you know, normally and whatnot. And uh, basically, we learned that they were in the public safety space really, really quickly because they were in Cleveland for the same exact conference. So we invited them over, shared some stogies, shared some drinks and had a great time. And they're like, Oh, good come people. check us out the next Very day. Very good people. Yep. Shout out to Corey. And Oh man, I forgot the other guy's name. I got zapped by Corey though. Yeah. Oh, you're going to remember that name for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. So I have the video here. So here we go. So we'll, we'll share the screen here. Anyone that wants to see Bobby Oyang Ted, get ready to record this because it's. Oh, man. This was round two, mind you. This was the second time you were tased. Oh, man. That's literally a taser built into a glove. You just walk up and grab somebody, shocked. And there yeah. it is. Yet yeah, people are making a big deal about tasers on drones. I'm not saying it's a good thing to put a taser on a drone, but I. I am saying there's a time and a place. There's That's a lot of logistical challenges to do that. And also a lot of political challenges to do that. Absolutely. Actually. Weaponizing I mean, our I've, schools. Hmm. I've heard a lot of uprising. I've heard a lot of 
oh, don't weaponize my hobby. Well, the fact of the matter is it's not just people's hobby anymore. This is something that people are using as a tool to do a job. So, And it, that's how it started off, right? Different means. I mean, it's a different tool to do a different job. That's all it is. Yep. It would be tough, though. I mean, you need some crazy smart AI to find the yes. find the suspect. Yep. And zap them. It's tough. But it's, I, I think drones can make a difference in that space. I, I really do. Don't know if taser on drone is the solution. I mean, maybe some tear gas, maybe, I don't know. But I do think time and place, school shootings, send it in. Sure. Sure. Maybe it's something that Skybrows might release in the near term. Man, can you imagine TechBrows along with those little things flying around? Wow. We could track their drones, all the law enforcement, all in a 3D model. Yeah, like a drone swarm. Or even, like, you've got, like, one patrolling drone looking at all all the bad guys. And then the patrolling drone sends commands to the rest of the swarm to just tase or whatever it might be. Who knows? Even blast rave music just fly really close. They won't be able to hear. <laughs> just shoot lasers into their eyeballs. <laughs> That's non-lethal. Listen, if, it'll come to the day where you can fly something the size of an M300 through a, through a school, through a hallway, through a house, and it'll, it'll fly itself. Um, there's no doubt. But sending one in with one of those speakers, I know how loud that thing was. I can't fathom that inside of a building. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be no good. No good at all. No. Absolutely. Your uh, more technical difficulties for our pilot episode. Uh, let's just, can you try to reset your microphone? Is it not coming through? It's staticky again. I don't know what caused it. Oh, man. It's technology. That's what caused it. Let's see. Let's see. Any better? No. Nope. Oh, man. Just equally as bad. Shout out to Ken Dono, Original Dobo oh, on YouTube for recommending these, <laughs> this mic setup. Oh, man, now your video is just like I know, out. my video is but, flickering. What but, the now, but your audio is good now. So your audio is good. Your, vid- your video is good right now. Hey, as but, long as everyone can hear me, we're good. We need yeah. to get Dobo on a show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's another one. Conference. Where do you meet all these fantastic people? Conferences. If you haven't been to a conference, you need to go to one. You learn a lot. But he's another one that's doing just weird, off-the-wall, crazy stuff in the drone space. Everything from 3D printing stuff to podcasts to letting people know what's going on to making, like, crazy good videos of people's houses and stuff like that to help them sell it. Yeah, good and stuff. he's got and, a pretty big YouTube following as well. Right? I know I follow him. It's, I'm a... I'm a fanboy of Dobo, too. We should get Billy yeah. Kyle in here. We should actually get him drunk. Now, There's another fun. one, too. Billy Kyle, another great freaking person. Met him at a conference. Hung out. We had several nights of shenanigans. Good times. Fun times. Vegas makes us do crazy things. 
I don't know. Every single time it, I go to Vegas, I just feel like matter. I smoke too many cigars. I drink too much. It's and Please. I need like some time to It recover. doesn't matter if it was Vegas or the middle of Bend, Oregon. Let's right. be honest. Shenanigans everywhere. It's the shenanigans people don't talk about. But that's where I'm telling you. That's where you will learn everything about drones. Is the shenanigans yeah. after the fact. Yep. Absolutely. Um, technical difficulties once again. It's the pilot episode. Got to give mm-hmm. us some uh, some leeway on this. Your microphone's doing the static thing again. Man, I might have to spend some Skybox Man. to upgrade some of my recording stuff. Ooh, Skybox. Skybox. Dangerous tool. Dangerous, Dangerous tool. tool. You can buy a lot of stuff with Skybox. This microphone was bought with Skybox. It was, yeah. Oh wait, it's good. It's good again. I don't. I think when you like moved it up and down, it's all good. Just uh, can you can you just like continuously do this during the podcast? Oh, <laughs> just uh, I think that'll, that'll fix all the technical problems right there. For a whole different podcast. Drones that are dark. That's what it is. So talking about that kind of stuff, someone I actually know who it was. I won't bring their name up, but someone brought up. Wait, 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 we we gotta get fix your mic first before moving. What? He disappeared. He's gone. All right, let's uh, shout out to Kyle Williams from Lita. Really cool dude. Awesome beard. Have a good night. Doko, Doko's in the chat as well. Did you boot me? Was this too controversial? No, you just crashed. You just disappeared. Crashed and burned. Um, but no, someone brought up the idea of, of actually flying tiny whoops and cine whoops at strip clubs. Like, brilliant idea. I think it would make a lot of money. Oh, you're talking about the continuous drone FPV video that kind of just flies through the entire area? I think whether DJI be, released one of those. Whether it be flying there and live streaming it to, you know, there's there's a thousand different sites. Um they can make a lot of money live streaming that. <laughs> You're thinking. You're thinking long and hard. Do You're some. Uh, do some VR. I mean, you, VR you may have invested in the long in the wrong a... space. <laughs> what am I doing in the car crash space? <laughs> Public safety and defense, man. Oh man! And here we are talking about strip clubs. I mean. Come on, let's be real. But when that's... we go to a conference, how many men are there? Oh, dude, it's sausage fest. It's mostly men. It's sad. It really is. There, I'll tell you, there are some really big names there, though, that are women. Um, tons of them. That, yep. Good stories, people doing good things. Yep. Yeah. But they are. They're, sadly, they're few and far between. Shout out to Gemma Alcock, good friend of mine. Doing oh, Gemma's a good one. Yep. A startup. She's the co-founder and CEO of Skybound Rescuer, and it does a lot of search and rescue as well as DFR operations. It's more like DFR at scale, where you're sending multiple drones from multiple boxes around multiple sites to 
multiple emergencies all at one time. And she's the command and control, the dispatch, the live streaming, the analytics, and all that. On one, she she's another one that's brilliant. She she spoke at Airworks. She's yeah, good people. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Doing game changing stuff in the drone space. Yeah. So back to this podcast with drones after dark. How often do you want to do this? I mean, we're doing this on our free time. On our own volition. Let's be honest, I'm doing it for fun. So I am fun. happy to do it weekly by, I mean, whatever. If people watch, they watch, right? Uh, who wouldn't watch? But I'm just saying. But if people watch, they watch. I don't care. Um, I'm, you know, I'm good for a weekly podcast or so. Cool. Cool. We'll do a weekly podcast up to about an hour or so. Invite some of our friends on. And, I've got to uh, make some. Have a good first. time. There's that. I'm going to have to go to some more conferences. I'm not making any new friends until, what, February? When's our next conference? I think there's one we in can... Texas in December. The okay. uh, That DPS conference. The Texas Depends DPS. on how big oh, it is. With the heavy focus on blue UAS. Is it? Yeah. Their really? marketing literally says, with an emphasis on blue UAS. Oh, man. I'm not like anti blue UAS except for one company, but um, you know. You know, I do want to see the teal four ship. I want to see their drone swarm in action and see what it does. Like, does it actually just send? Is it just like a drone light show where all the drones do specific actions, or can it adapt in it real time based off of AI or uh, any sort of environmental inputs that it receives? It would have to adapt. I would think it would have to. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But No, but Teal, they're doing good stuff, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, the yeah. whole blue UAS thing. I mean, we could have a whole show about that. Um, oh, look at that. Jeff is glitching. I hope it's fixed. Oh, that was four minutes ago. My man Adrian is in chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shouting him out when you were disconnected. Oh, I missed it. We should have a like a. He really is like probably my favorite person show. ever. A debate. What do you want to debate? Blue UAS, the oh, proponents God. of blue, and the the people who can't stand it. Listen, so one of the blue UAS companies out there. I have a friend that may or may not work with this one blue UAS um, company, and they literally told me that. They sold the world that they were a blue drone, and the world believed them. That sad. It, it's literally a, a marketing ploy. It's not about safety and security and data sensitivity and blah 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 blah. It's a marketing ploy. I mean, it's sad. Not that we shouldn't buy American, because we should. But when you have a tool to do a job that's available to people like law enforcement, um. An amazing tool, mind you. Taking that tool and saying, no, you can't use that tool because of where it's made. Even though, honestly, do you think China really cares about us chasing a suspect running down the road? No, they don't. But saying, oh, you can't use that tool to do the job just because it's of where it's made? Yeah, no. It's, it's hurting the industry. It's not helping. I mean, they always, you know the phrase, that innovation 
gets, especially in the drone industry, innovation gets hindered by regulation. In this case, regulation is not only hindering innovation, it's destroying innovation altogether. Absolutely destroying it. I mean, it took public safety this long to get where they're at. Um, It took a long time for police officers to be able to convince people that they can do good with, we're not spying on people. Like, it's not about spying on people. It's not about looking at what you're doing in your backyard. Like, they are doing crazy good, literally saving lives with drones. And there's people playing politics and trying to force the equipment that they're using out of the industry without a replacement. Like, I'm sorry, an M30T, there is not a a replacement in anywhere near the price range for an M30T. For a police officer to take an M30T and deploy it, there's there's nothing in that range. Nothing. Especially the price point. Um, But even without the price point, the companies that are getting these bans put in place and politicking to get um, lobbyists to politic for them, throwing dump. So here's another big issue. China dumps money into the technology. The government literally throws money at the technology. Now, whether or not they're using that or whatever, whatever. Um, But in the United States, the technology companies are dumping money into politicians. It's backwards. It's 100% backwards. Um, Why is there not a U.S. drone that's capable of doing some of the stuff that an M30 does? It's not because the money's not there. The money is there. But I don't know if that money's going, you know, where it should be going. It's going to lobbyists instead of uh, advancing the technology which is really, really, really sad. One of the things I'm passionate about, we're stripping tools from from people that are trying to do good with it. Um, yeah, so I could go on for days about that, but. Yeah, let's have a debate show. It's perfect. We'll get, we'll get into politics show. and everything. Oh, it's God. Perfect, perfect. There's two Which things side you lose friends and family on? over. It's politics and religion. No, you already know. Let's have that's that's gonna be our Thanksgiving show. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> who do we want on pro blue? Oh man, this let's stuff get, is way too founders. good to make me spit it out, Bobby. Come on now. <laughs> let's get all the founders of all the blue companies on the show. Let, let's be honest. There's there there is a lot of politic and a lot of controversial stuff in the drone industry. A lot of it until until it gets in the forefront. Until people actually start talking about it, no one will ever know. Like, let's be honest. A company that may or may not be a blue company um, dumps millions of dollars into lobbyists and actually gets their hopes and dreams of kicking out their biggest competition. Um, what, What would that do to the commercial users group? What would that do to most of the drone Facebook groups? Like, if the FCC was to walk in tomorrow and say, bye, DJI, what would happen to the drone industry here in the United States? Let's be honest, it would be fucked. I don't know. Let's get another voice and opinion in here. 
it, it, we'd be screwed. <laughs> Let's be honest. They probably share my opinion. Unless, of course, they're with one company, in which case they may not. Who knows? Well, we'll get a proponent, or we'll just get we'll get a a neutral person that's not influenced one way or another, and then there's no such who knows? there's no such thing. There's there's no neutral person when it comes to that. But oh, Rusty I was trying Martin, to I want to see Jeff to debate PC. anyone from Skydio. Why Skydio? Rusty? If you have to why, choose, <laughs> I want to know why Rusty Martin is actually throwing Skydio's name out there. That's kind of ruthless. Damn. Who? Great company. Yeah, their their tech is cool as shit. It's great for following you on a one wheel. But I want to know why he wants to see me debate someone from Skydio. Why would he pick that specific company? That's. I mean, there's uh, like twenty blue SUAS companies out there. No, there's like five, but sure, twenty. <laughs> I think Speaking that's more. Blue UAS. So Alta, Alta has, has a drone on the blue UAS list. You know what's crazy about that, though, is the drone doesn't have a camera. And the one thing that blew you ass is that, oh, my God, one of my one of my biggest fans. I'm just kidding. I'm actually a fan of his. We, we're talking about blue SUASs. Oh, man, your microphone is awful. we got to buy you a microphone oh. with some Skybox. It's really bad. We need to spend no, some Skybox right. on a microphone for sure. Too high. What's up, man? I could whisper. Ooh, it's an asthma show now. Ooh. Uh, quiet. So, oh, he's got the Jameson. Is that the? Oh, I didn't. Is that the IPA barrel? Oh no, this is the triple triple. Wow. Weapon you never had triple triple? Some Jameson. I don't think I have. No. You can't buy it in the states. That's why you haven't had triple triple. So speaking Dang. of that, let's let's talk about some of that. So we've been talking blue U.S. We've been talking um, how there may or may not be a company that's trying to screw the drone industry in the U.S. But aside from that. Um, so where did you pick up that bottle, Brian? Um, Warsaw. No, London. London. Yeah. That was, uh, I actually almost missed a flight because of that bottle. Or because of a it? pair of bottles. It's probably It was. It. You know, the, the, the part that really made it worth it, though, was I, I got the bottles. So one thing they don't tell you about Heathrow Airport is uh, when they say there's, like, there's gates A through, you know, 21 through 29, and then there's... Uh, gates, you know, B or whatever. A and B gates are over here, right? They don't say, like, it's going to take you 17 minutes to walk there from here. They're just like, hey, just go over here. So, uh, yeah, the 17 minutes cut it close, but uh, they hadn't closed the doors yet, and there was this this dude hanging out at the gate who uh, um, was kind of mumbling to himself, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, it took me so long, or whatever, whatever. And we're walking down the thing, I was like, I, I feel like I've seen you before. And he looks over, he's like, have we met? I was like, no. He's like, Brendan, and it was uh, it ended up being Brendan Fraser, uh, like the mummy guy. No way. It was, yeah, it was very exciting. So here I am clicking with my two uh, Jameson bottles because you can only get the this one in the uh, duty free uh, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a trip. So I actually ripped off. Uh, I had one of my uh, little Ukraine patches, and I fucking ripped off my patch, gave me a Ukraine patch, and said, you know, have a good day. And uh, that's my Jameson triple-triple uh, story. That's awesome. Dang. Crazy. Absolutely awesome. So Good anyone out there that, that doesn't know Brian, Brian is he's, – he's been with Skybrows for a little while. Um, but he's got more balls than anyone else at Skybrows, that's for sure. Um, came from another company. Shout out to Brink. They're, they're doing cool stuff, for sure. 
Um, definitely putting stuff on drones that other people aren't thinking about. Um, but he came over to Skybrows from Brink. He's now on the light side, and uh, he's <laughs> been doing. He's been doing. <laughs> You can't even maintain a straight face for this at all. There we go. I'm looking for a good microphone. This is what I'm doing because you guys are complaining about my microphone. Uh, But no, Brian's been been doing awesome stuff in the drone space. Um, One of the big ones being helping out in Ukraine. Um, There's good, bad, and ugly. And one of the things that the good is, is what can be done with drones over there. Now, honestly, there's a lot of stuff. And Brian can tell you about it. Good. Um, but there are a lot of companies that are like, oh, we're helping Ukraine. We just shipped 30 drones over there. And those drones are literally sitting on a shelf because you can't fly them because of whether it be GPS disruption or radio jamming or whatever it may be. Um, so there's a lot of people trying to take advantage of the situation over in Ukraine saying, oh, yeah, we're doing good. Um, and just sending stuff over just so they can say they sent it. And then there are other companies that are actually doing a lot of good over there. I'm not going to tell you which Skybrows falls into because... You know, um, I mean, it really comes but, down to individuals, yeah. right? And I and I think you know I don't want to disparage anybody who's trying to help because I think there's a ton of people trying to help. And the the thing with Ukraine is this is it's a setting that we've never seen before. I mean, drones have been been changing the world as we go along. Um, but in terms, and, and of course, we've seen them change in warfare uh, when it comes to like the global war on terror and and. You know actions that are done um, in some of these wars, but this is this is a major conflict, and this major conflict is is having two two powers come at each other in a way that just nobody's seen before, and with technology that nobody's seen before, and the necessity of uh, of war and like the defense of one's homeland really brings out a lot in people who. Uh, of people who have been been facing this issue for a long time already. So, from the West, like we see this full invasion, and 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 people are rushing to help. And you know at, whether that's effective or not, I don't think really comes down to like, oh, they're just trying to make it look good, uh, or they're just trying to to you know nobody's trying to trick anybody is what I'm saying. Right, right. They're going over there trying to help. They're pushing stuff trying to help. There's there's really good people with really good heart behind what they're trying to do. Um, but it's the nature of private business. And I think you and I kind of, we, we come from public safety standpoint, like that public sector where, you know, uh, I'll quit my job and go help out because it's the right thing help. to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, with, with private sector, like whether or not those people are uh, motivated to do that, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. They have somebody to answer to in terms of their their shareholders and their stakeholders and stuff like that. And especially early on in the conflict, nobody knew what was going to help. So yeah, they're throwing things against the wall, seeing what sticks, seeing what helps. I mean, even those of us who have been able to to make some sort of impact, you know, it's it's not that that one impact that you're able to make is not for lack of trying ten other things that fell flat on their faces. And I mean, we all dealt with that, where it's like you plan, plan, plan. You get all your chips in a row. You get all your ducks kind of set up, and then it's like, oh yeah, we don't need that anymore. It's like, but we did all this work, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just the For nature sure. of kind For of sure. that that uh, that setting. And you know, I think that there are people that are going to capitalize as much as they can on things, and there's other people that are going to just do good and 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 make things happen. And I, I uh, I'm happy to be where we're at. I like to think everybody means well until they don't. Um, 
but you're one of those people. So you've actually been in Ukraine. You spent a bunch of time in Kiev. We're talking during, we're not talking like four years ago, five years, like during the war, during the impact, during what's going on. So obviously I'm sure you don't have the full scope of everything drones are being used for, but so thinking about how drones are being used and the companies that are sending software and tools and drone, how much of that is effective? Like if you had to guess. Well, you're really looking at two very, very different uh, sets of, of goods, right? You got, you got the stuff that is, um, what do you call it? Uh, did we lose uh, Jeffrey? I'm still listening. I'm still here. Oh, so I mean, I mean we lost, uh, we lost Jeffrey. Um, but you got areas. He He's back a little bit. So you got the the DoD primes, right? So the DoD primes. These are people who've been uh, providing things to the federal government and and the DoD from. Afghanistan, Iraq, like they've been going back. They have these contracts that have been sitting around for uh, a while that they're still fulfilling. So you have like, uh, you know, um, I don't want to throw out names necessarily, but there's there's some big names that are throwing out some really high speed hardware that super effective in uh, in Afghanistan or in places where we're not uh, dealing with a peer on peer conflict. And that's what you're seeing in, in Ukraine really is at least a near peer uh, conflict where where you've got folks with high tech, but you also got folks with high tech that are that's able to take out that other high tech, right? Um, yeah, so it's a challenge. Um, you know, I would right now. What are we like nine months into this thing? Um, you know, this isn't uh, you could have a baby in that time, uh, but <laughs> you know, it's it's been a Someone while. Somewhere did. No, I, I, I'm certain, <laughs> um, but it's. Uh, I think at the beginning, a lot of stuff was thrown at the wall that didn't stick. Like, I don't want to necessarily put a number to it because I'm not, honestly, I'm just not that smart. But, um, you know, lying. for anyone that's watching, <laughs> on, he's man. 100% lying. Come on. I was hearing a lot of complaints from the folks that I, I, um, I got to know some folks kind of early on, started to get a lot of feedback and a lot of negative feedback and on some of the things that we had taken for granted, like, hey, this is great stuff. It wasn't so great in a context, but you know nowadays it, it seems like every time you turn your head, there's somebody coming up with something that's that's doing really good work. Um, you know, some of the systems that have been developed over there over the last nine months, they're starting to mature. You're getting a lot of feedback from the field. You're starting to get like <laughs> you're starting to get industry folks who are uh, taking an interest in like, hey. Uh, our stuff, which wasn't designed for for combat or warfare or defense of one's country, like I hear that our stuff's being used over there. How could we improve it to make it so it's better for you guys? And that's that's really nice to hear. And that's people who you know they're already selling stuff. They're not going to make like more money by improving their stuff, um, but they want to improve it because they know that it's it's going towards some good work. I like that. Yeah, so good job, Autel. I mean, good job, everybody. Shout out to Autel so, Robotics. Yeah. So, and, and let's be honest. So, here in the U.S., police departments have been using Mavic Minis for a long time for interior search. And we asked for little stuff like, hey, can you put it? That sounded like a wonderful ice cube. Oh, man. But no, so I mean, much we Asper. give that feedback like, <laughs> can you put an LED on this? interior drone we're using it for this 
and they don't want to make an enterprise interior drone. I don't know why, um, but they don't want to do it. It's the Yavada is the closest they've come to making an interior enterprise drone, and they still won't classify it that it's still to them it's a hobbyist drone. Whatever for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, but if they were to step forward and actually try to make the tech, now we all know China is necessarily not on the same page as everyone. Um, but if any company was to try to make that tech and tailor it to that situation, you're looking at billions of dollars of revenue if they can master it. Um, but you mentioned Alta, like they are trying to figure out RF interference. How do you combat that? Um, GPS denial. How do you combat that? We know what happens when you lose GPS. It usually returns home. But what if GPS is spoofed and all of a sudden home is not the same place or whatever it may be? Um, and there are oh, companies yeah. that are trying to figure that out. But the man that figures that out first well, will make uh, almost as much money as the, the tiny whoops and strip clubs. And uh, what's the other brilliant <laughs> idea? Oh, the raves in the middle of the desert. I don't know, man. But you know, there's, I think there's a lot more people like raves than than they like war. That's true. But there's war a lot of raves, raves going on there. There is war. Oh, one of my favorite things that I saw in in Kiev was a, a thing hanging. It was actually the first time I uh, I enjoyed the experience of an air raid siren. Uh, when it was happening, I was like, "Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do?" And of course, nobody's doing anything. But I look up at this uh, this this. Uh, veranda or whatever and hanging off this veranda is this big flag that says we will rave on putin's grave I'm like sweet all right yeah the ukrainians like to party there was a huge party on uh on putin's uh, 70th birthday um that was just like what? it was it was a huge party just poop on putin yeah it was a good time they really need that big ass speaker that goes on under the m300 to help throw those raves it's uh, dual-use technology as well. In case there's an active shooter in a school, it could just fly really close to the active shooter, disorient them. And there's oh, laser beams that uses sure. uh, computer vision AI to recognize eyeballs, and it shoots laser beams, two of them, really bright green lasers. Right the eyeballs. don't weaponize my hobby. <laughs> Oh, oh. It's, it's been weaponized. Yeah, oh, well. Uh, oh, well. What can you do? Everything's, uh, everything's a weapon if you hold it right. Speaking of weaponizing drones, is anyone familiar with UAV tech? Yes. Another guy I met at a conference. Like, yeah. So yeah. I met the guy from, from UAV tech at, at a conference, at a public safety conference. Now, let's be honest. When he started pulling drones out, I'm like, put them, in, put them back in the fucking bag. Like, those are not going to be okay over here. Dude, it was, it was literally drones that had, like, that would fire a, a 12 gauge cartridge or, you know, that is not okay here. It might be okay there, but it's not okay here. Um, and, and that whole perception, like, no, you can't do that on a drone. But the fact of the matter is it's a tool to do a job and nasty stuff is going on in different places and they make a tool to do a job. Um, and he's another guy, super smart. Um, some of their stuff, like the bug, they make a little interior drone called a bug. Most of it's 3D printed. It's, you know, using open source software and open source stuff. And it's tiny, but really cool tech. But they will literally put anything on their own. If, if a defense contractor says, this is what I need on their own, they will make it happen. 
that. Well, I mean, if they don't make it happen, somebody else is going to make it happen. This Absolutely. is one of the things that I ran into with, with a lot of places is, uh, oh, you don't want to get involved in, in weaponized drones. It's like if you create a drone that has more capacity for flight than what it uh, than what is currently built into it, somebody's going to strap something to it. I yeah. guarantee at some point that thing is going to either explode or be in in some way um, unsavory. And that's that's the hard spot I see a lot of these drone manufacturers getting into is like they want to help, but sometimes, um, you know, I did 15 years at the sheriff's office and there are times where violence is necessary and you you don't like it, you shouldn't like it. And we should avoid it at all costs. I mean, not at all costs, but like we should avoid violence. But there are times when violence is necessary. And sure. and to say that like our drone will never be weaponized, that's that's not accurate. For sure. Um, oh, there there are a ton of people that are anti like anything CUAS, anything counter US. They're like, oh, you can't do that. FAA says you can't. Fact of the matter is, there's going to be a time when you wish somebody had that technology. Um, because it's there's no telling who is going to be the next person to make something like that. Well, I was speaking to a, a client of ours, uh, one of our users today, who was, who was discussing that because um, we started to run into in some of these urban areas where criminals who do these organized retail thefts or whatever, where they'll shut down whole uh, you know, downtown sections by closing off intersections and, and doing their thefts, they're they're starting to get these RF interference things that aren't necessarily built for counter UAS, but it doesn't take much to interfere with some of these signals. And and just like anything, if you try to control it too too hard from if you keep the good guys from being able to have the tools they need to do their job, the bad guys are gonna have the tools and the good guys won't. And it's, it's it's I don't I don't want to go down the road where we start talking about like Hollywood shootout and things like that. But I remember those days when law enforcement like the best thing you had was a 12k shotgun, and that's not the case anymore because that's not appropriate for the world we live in. So as we work through this stuff, where we have like we have these drones and we have things that are or have that potential for violence, there has to be a way to to be able to neutralize that violence. For sure. And talking about interference, RF interference, stuff that was not made to do that, anybody that's been in a flying field with their FPV goggles on and someone turns on a transmitter that's not FCC regulated, you know instantly. And, and a lot of that happened when DJI FPV first came out. A bunch of people flying analog and someone turned on a digital, like, it screwed stuff up. And somebody has taken that and run with it. So Rusty said Howard is a great dude. Howard is is the guy from... Um, the company that I was just talking about, that's, that they are overseas, um, but they do make stuff for tactical deployments. Um, and let's talk on the legal side, so not the war side. Is there a use case for putting stuff on a drone that shouldn't be on a drone? Um, there was a point where I was like, eh, probably not. Um, and then it was ComUAV, another conference, if you haven't been to conference, got to go. Uh, but Com UAV, we ended we ended up taking a Uber ride with some random guy. It wasn't random. He was actually from the conference. Um, but got talking about putting an explosive on a custom-built drone to fly into avalanches. So not to fly into it, to, to create the avalanche. Um, right, to mitigate, the, mitigate yeah, the avalanche by, by mitigate, setting it off with, right. To like start with avalanche, the avalanche, 
Absolutely. So he actually worked with a company that that's what they did. They shot cannons at mountains with lots of snow to create avalanches. Um, and the precision is there kind of, but it's not as surgical as you could get sending a drone with an explosive towards the mountain to create an avalanche. Um, so and that we brings had a up long the question. conversation. That brings up the question in terms of the regulatory side. If the drone, all it does is drop off a payload that's that has time to release to create the avalanche, is the drone technically weaponized? Yes. You can't put an incendiary on a drone. You can't even care. So on a drone, the FAA will not let you. You can't drop another lipo battery from a drone. Greg, if you're out there, correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, so for one, it falls under some hazmat stuff. You can't carry certain payloads, certain distances over certain stuff, but you can't put an incendiary on a device or on a drone. Um, and I think this definitely, you put some PETN on, a, on an FPV drone, it definitely falls under that category. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't imagine the, the red tape you would have to go through, but talking to him in an Uber ride, random person. Um, but the amount of money they would save, hell you, Brian, you know, how, what does it cost to build a, build a semi-decent FPV drone that you can get surgical and put it where you want it? What does it cost? About 350. So for 350 bucks, <laughs> you can build a drone. So for about the same in explosives, you can cause an, <laughs> you, you can cause an avalanche um, where you want it. Right now, though, <laughs> had to go off screen for but, that. But so we're talking, we're talking saving millions of dollars. The amount of money it takes them to launch one of those cannons into the mountain to cause the avalanche, and the amount of planning that goes into it, you could hire some FPV, some FPV guy from the commercial users group, and be like, "Dude, here's three fifty. Go fly this three fifty drone into the side of the." the mountain and save millions. For sure, for sure. So, but if if anyone is watching this or watches it 12 years from now, if you decide to fly a drone into a mountainside to prevent avalanches and you make millions of dollars off of it, throw throw tree fitty to me, Brian, and Bobby here because you heard it here first. Okay, I have a better solution right now that I believe oh, God, is here we go. legal and it's currently in production as well. So not only is it legal... We could implement it right now. But is it cool as a flying robot? CGP plays a lot here, Bobby. Cool guy points play a lot. I'm, I'm in. Let's see. CZI. Man, their technology is multi-purpose. CZI makes some crazy cool stuff. You take one of their loudspeakers, attach it to an M300, 
fly it right next to where you want the avalanche to start and start blasting. Oh, that four, speaker would cost four an avalanche M300 for sure. Blasting at it. Until you would only need one. That starts. speaker is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> That's all it is. Look, it stops school shooters, Boom. it creates <laughs> raves, and it starts avalanches. So that is the coolest fucking drone in the world. Nothing else out there right now does that. Let's ask a serious question here, though. What song would it play? Ooh. Okay. It's. Mm. I'm thinking Danger Zone. Oh, yeah. Tchaikovsky? Yeah, that would... mm. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I was thinking play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> the music plays. Just Is there a re- avalanche. Maybe some Skrillex? Like, Ooh. You get some, Ooh, a lot you get of some Skrillex mm-hmm. in there. I can see but it. Play that funky music, I don't think. Aaron, if you're listening, if Jen, listen, Aaron or John, whoever it may be from GenPack, if you can get me one of those speakers, we want to be able to test full blast from Skrillex from an M300. I'm going to call John tomorrow. I'm going to get one of those speakers. We're going right, to time to go one. to Utah. We're going to start some avalanches <laughs> this winter time. No, so let me let me explain to you how good. Okay, so. I was mentioning Aaron Lambert and Jen Peck and John and John Beal from Lita and so on and so forth. So I'm digressing a little from the rave stuff, but we had a big operation missing person. We were planning on taking an entire college, the entire class to this operation. We're all, we're all going to fly robots and map plays. Um, we were thinking it might be good to have something to track these drones so we can figure out who's where so on and so forth. So I called John. I'm like, John, what are the chances of us getting aeroscope? Aeroscope tracks DJI drones. You can see where they all are. You can see where the pilots are, so on and so forth. It would have been great for this operation. It was great for this operation. John's like, oh, I can get one. He called Aaron. Aaron's like, oh, yeah, I'll overnight it. Aaron overnighted Aeroscope. We had it the next day to go out and fly the search for for this guy that was missing. We had dozens of drones up, and we were able to actually manage the airspace. Um, But what I'm getting at is... I'm going to have John reach out to Aaron tomorrow to ship that speaker so we can test out this whole uh, flight time with, with some Skrillex playing. My neighbors are going to fucking hate me, but it is what it is. <laughs> We're just testing the battery life at this point, Brian. Testing just Skrillex, just blasting Skrillex. Like, where is this music coming from? Oh. Why is it coming from the sky? What's going on? <laughs> Once again, I'm digressing, oh my but God. so I fly a lot for public safety. I fly with, with police departments locally. I fly, you know, a lot. Um, I have a neighbor that literally calls the cops every time I fly a drone. Every time. No. Oh, oh, I know who this neighbor is. Um, but every single time officer shows up, he's like, Hey Jeff, how's it going? Cause we know each other. Like, I fly with them a lot. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I, I get a feeling that it's not going to be the, hey, Jeff, how's it going? When I've got Skrillex going. I get the feeling this phone call may be a whole lot different. But still, Aaron, I need one of those speakers to test out. Shout to Jen Peck. Make it happen. 
these these videos are not sponsored at all, for the record. Um, but they might be soon. Hmm. No. We are not influenced by anything. Never. Especially not alcohol for this podcast. You're in the right place then, Brian, because that's why Bobby hired me. Because everybody, everyone's like, oh yeah, everything you're doing is perfect. I still hold him on a pedestal, but I tell him what I think. I really appreciate that value. Yep. Absolutely. Where are we at? Okay, we're at the hour 30 mark, so we're going to cut this podcast short. Because I'm a cheapo, and I don't want to spend another 30 bucks a month to <laughs> do longer podcasts. <laughs> Hour 30 podcasts only, tops, once a week. <laughs> and that's all it is. <laughs> oh, it's 10 here. It's that's 10. not horrible. It's not that way. Damn. That's good, because you've got a lot of work to do tomorrow, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man man oh man but everyone thanks for coming in thanks for listening to our podcast really appreciate everyone checking out drones after dark we're spinning it up again we're gonna do it every single week gonna make it very consistent put it on spotify youtube facebook other streaming platforms apple music apple podcasts and all that and yeah we'll have a good time and you guys, anything else to say for the last 25 seconds? Yeah, so today was literally just an intro of some of the stuff we're going to be talking about. We're not we're not here to hold back. We want to talk about stuff that other people are not talking about. So if there's something you want to hear about, shoot one of us a message. And we'll absolutely talk about it. Sorry, Brian. <laughs>